station, but we're here for a real education. Welcome to A Real Education. I'm your host, Tim Wick, and I'm not joined as always. Okay, that sounds weird. But anyway, Melissa <laughs> Melissa Kirscher is not here. She's feeling ill tonight, but we are recording anyway. We promised you, we promised you <laughs> that we were going to watch The Goonies, and we finally have here our uh, movie, I'm going to call him uh, Pirate, maybe? <laughs> Uh, Kelvin Hatley. Hello, Kelvin. Hey, hey, thanks for having me. And uh, Kelvin is here to watch Goonies. Now, before we start, uh, Kelvin, what I need you to do is I need you to tell our audience what you know about the movie Goonies or The Goonies. Uh, It seems to be referenced in a lot of (laughs) T-shirts. It was, uh, he didn't direct it, but it was produced by Steven Spielberg, I believe. Uh, It was like early, mid-80s and kids on an adventure of some kind and there's a fat kid and then there's like some uh uh like misshapen disfigured character hmm uh, okay and i kind of don't know i i i was like uh i'm like 5 to 10 years a little, like too old to have seen this really it was like just kind of out of my my interest range when it came out so i just never saw it but 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 now you're going to. But now I'm going to, yeah. Uh, the interesting thing about this, and the, the reason it's almost a shame that Melissa was unable to be here tonight, is I have seen this movie exactly once. <laughs> and uh, it was about 10 years ago. I have some memories of what the film is about, but not uh, a lot. So uh, it's going to be fascinating. Where it, it, I might as well almost be watching this film for the first yeah. time. Uh, and I cannot... So when it comes to the non-spoiler portion of the show where I attempt to not spoil the film, I'm not having too much trouble with it as uh, I don't recall it. I uh, was fortunate enough last week I was in Target and they had it in the bargain bin. So I was able to get a copy of the film for $5, Okay, which uh, since this movie is not streaming and I would have had to rent it on Amazon Prime is only about a dollar less than if I'd rented it on Amazon Prime. So if either one of us enjoy this film, it's ours to keep. That was Um, was a concern of mine. Like, does anyone actually have a copy? (laughs) Because I wasn't aware that anyone did. Well, Amazon Prime is a magical, magical thing. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, just about anything these days you can find on Amazon Prime. You may have to pay for it. but Yeah, yeah uh, that's that's the thing. <laughs> but, but, well, I mean, it's the same as a rental, right? You know, uh, we, yeah, we used be. to rent film. I mean, it's literally a rental. You pay like mm-hmm. $3.99 and you get to watch it once. Mm-hmm. And then you have to pay $3.99 to watch it again. Or you can pay like 10 bucks and watch it anytime you want forever. Until yeah. I Amazon. miss those 99 cent nights at Blockbuster. Yeah, I miss. used to have. Yeah. yeah, I miss those. We but... sound old. <laughs> <laughs> I want the listeners to know that Kelvin is slightly older than I me, but not, but not much. Not much. So Yeah, it's like, uh, I want to say 10 months. Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. So, But the yeah. point is that he is older than me, and therefore he remembers things that are um, further back than me yeah. by, 10, <laughs> by 10 months. So... Uh, and I, I, I admit that Goonies was mid-80s. That would have been me, uh, you know, graduation from high school time for me. And it was, pro- I was probably a little bit mature for it when it came out, which is why I don't think I ever saw it in the theater. Yeah. Well, I know I didn't see it in the theater and didn't see it until years later. So I am intrigued now to uh, watch it. And uh, Well, yeah, it seems to be a huge touchstone with a lot of people I know. It does seem to be. Yeah. People maybe about, I don't know, five to eight years younger than yeah, the two of us. about that. 
we're about the right age that this movie really seems to be something that that works for them. Mm -hmm. So... We have not spoiled the movie since really we can't, uh, and but we're gonna go watch it. And when we get back, uh, there will be spoilers. Uh, so, but I mean, if you've listened to this podcast before, you kind of know how that works. Yeah, yeah. So if you're even older than us, and you're like, I don't even understand what the <laughs> if, if the word if if in in this case the word the Goonies is like you don't even understand it. It's like mm-hmm. some some newfangled young young person word. Then uh, then you definitely should go watch this movie and try and figure out what the what what the kids. Are are going on all about up with this this Goonies movie that they're wearing on all the T-shirts and stuff. So we'll be back in a little bit. We are back. Many booby traps have been triggered. <laughs> Many uh, children have screamed. A lot of screaming children. There's, there's, I mean, yeah. a lot of screaming. And ah, it was like one of the more common ah, dialogue. It's, I, yeah. yeah, I assume it was in the script. But in any case, <laughs> and Kelvin and I between us have now seen the Goonies three times. So, Kelvin. <laughs> so, Kelvin. Uh, what did you think of the Goonies? You know, I, th- th- it's really aimed at probably about 10 to 12 year old kids. Yeah. You know, and, and seeing it like when you're my age is just sort of like, you know, you just kind of sigh a lot and go, yeah, I remember being 10 to 12 years old, (laughs) (laughs) you know? uh, Yeah. It's a little frustrating because if I was 10 to 12 years old, when I saw this, if I had seen this in a theater, it probably would have been pretty huge because it's, uh, it's, it's basically like kids D and D. It is a little bit. A lot of it. It's just like going through this cave and getting around traps and puzzles and, and avoiding uh, bad guys. And yeah, it's kind of a it's kind of a, a kids a kids fantasy mm-hmm. kind of film. And I think that's probably why it resonates with people of the right sure. age, people yeah. who saw it at the right age, and and to the point that that they still have kind of that love for the film. Um, I think you know it's. It's notable for having launched the careers of several oh, yeah. actors. You know, Josh Brolin, this is his first film. I don't know if this is Sean Astin's first film, but it's certainly one of his first films. Yeah. Uh, and, Martha uh, Plimpton's in it. I didn't yeah. realize Martha Plimpton was in it. Um, Martha Plimpton. Robert Davies in it, who's one, one of those people you would recognize if you saw him he plays bad guys a lot mm-hmm. joe palin i always get his name wrong joe paliantello panto let's see if i can Pantolino. look at if i look at his name maybe i can maybe back when I he can. had hair yeah um, back when, which you know but th- even that was fake uh yeah. where is it I'm, I'm looking up the yeah pantoliano pantoliano, pantoliano. okay J- and robert davy and the uh I can't think of her name, but that woman who was like the go-to mean old lady actress. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. She uh she got a lot of she was in Throw Mama from the Train, I think. Yeah, she was. Yeah. She was Mama. In th- yep. She played Mama a lot <laughs> in uh, in movies in the 80s, uh, this one included. And uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I can't see the computer screen, so I'm not sure what Tim's laughing at right at the moment. <laughs> no, I, and uh, Jonathan Kikwan, who, of course, was, uh, was short round. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, okay. I, 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 God, he looked really familiar to me. And I couldn't... That's it. He got the st- his start in a short round in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, and then he was in the Goonies, and then as a crazy well, adventure kid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, this a is... few of his, may, may I may I say that a few of his inventions seemed a little impractical, perhaps dubious and dubious, dubious and, in terms and of extremely. Uh, well suited to the matter at hand. Yeah, and he—I mean, it was good that he had them with, I guess. Uh, but the 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 spring with the the toy false teeth at the end <laughs> that, that keeps saved him from him, falling into a pit. That of saved sp- him from the spikes. That was. Uh, uh, yeah, I was like oh, a moment of. I, I think I literally vocalized, "Oh come on!" <laughs> yeah, um, there's 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 much. It's 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 certainly not realistic. No, no. Um. You know, and the, I mean, the villains are kind of these. Con- I I don't know. To me, it's like the latter half of the film feels a little bit like uh, the first sequence in Raiders of the Lost Ark, mm-hmm. um, and just you know stretched out. It's like you know maybe Steven Spielberg was like, you know what, I really wish we could have done is is a mo- movie mostly of that that first part of Raiders yeah. of the Lost Ark. <laughs> so let's just do that with twelve year old kids. Yeah, it it's definitely a lot better in the second half than the first half. I was kind of disengaged for yeah i think like it's, the first 30 to 45 minutes i was just like eh, what's going on i, I think know. it takes a while to get to you you wanted to get to the cave sooner yeah and uh once they do it uh it picks up a lot and there's a lot of rube goldberg stuff going on yeah well and that that's even intentional well yeah i mean it you know because it kind of sets up the the traps in the in 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 the cave you know because because they have the weird Rube Goldberg thing for opening the front gate. Which relies entirely on being able to get a goose to lay an egg on cue, which I always think is interesting (laughs) when one considers Rube Goldberg devices. Yeah. um, Yeah, you know, it's like the the bad guys are, are completely cartoony bad guys, you know, like you can't really imagine them. Successfully doing any kind of heist, <laughs> or actually faking a, a hanging in a prison—it's kind of amazing. Yeah, they managed to pull that off. The the uh, it's it's uh, definitely grimmer and a little more casually violent than you would think a kids' movie would be now. <laughs> yeah, violence um, is something, that, but I mean, violence is something we've always kind of. More tolerated than than sex in movies. We oh, talked yeah, about yeah. that with the with the rating system in the past. But Although it's there still... is the weird moment when the teenage girl accidentally kisses the Sean Astin character, thinking he's his older brother. Yes, that's and kind doesn't, of a weird scene. <laughs> and doesn't immediately deduce that she's kissing somebody with braces means she got the wrong boy. Yeah. Um. But uh, the. <laughs> The um, the film was uh, the story was by Steven Spielberg, so this was his concept. Yeah, and he had Chris Columbus do the writing. Yeah, uh, Chris Columbus, of course, also did Young Sherlock Holmes, 
with Steven Spielberg. And uh, uh, the he first did, couple Harry Potters. He did the first couple of Harry Potters. And you can actually see how something like the Goonies would lead to making something like Harry Potter. Yeah, oh yeah. No, it's 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 definitely a um I, I would say noteworthy in in um you know, mm-hmm. ca- kind of as a precursor to what more youth-oriented adventure films would be. Yeah. In in later years. And he also uh he wrote Gremlins. Mm-hmm. Which there's a reference to Gremlins there is a reference in this to film. Gremlins in the script. I caught that. Yeah, and he um, he directed a couple other you know films that kind of make sense when you he he directed both Home Alone and Home Alone Two, mm-hmm. and Adventures in Babysitting, which are all you know sort of in this same kind of Rube youth, Goldberg machine kid adventures. <laughs> youth youth yeah. being chased by cartoony villains. Yep. Uh, and outsmarting them because. Plucky children are always smarter than cartoony villains. Um, you know, sort of, sort of, almost inspired by Warner Brother cartoonies. Cartoon, cartoonies, War- yeah. Warner Brother cartoonies. Yes, that's what I said, and I'm sticking by it. Uh, it was directed by Richard Donner. Mm-hmm. He of Superman and Superman Two, which also are re- are referenced. Yeah, in this I, film. I thought. Uh... I forgot Richard Donner directed it. I thought Joe Dante directed it for a while, but yeah, yeah, it was Richard Donner. Yeah, uh, and he he of course had directed a lot. Oh, yeah. of of film, a lot of television. Yeah, I, re- I remember seeing the 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 sort of teaser ads for this movie, mm-hmm. uh, which was this was back when teasers were still kind of a weird idea. Mm-hmm. You didn't see them a lot, but it was just essentially this laundry list of here's all the awesome movies that Steven Spielberg did. And here's all the awesome movies Richard Donner <laughs> did. And they would like take like one letter out of each of the title of like Raiders of the Lost Ark and Close Encounters of the Thirst Kind and, and whatever. And they would assemble the Goonies. The Goonies. Of, and then I remember going like the Goonies. <laughs> it's like, it just seemed like a really like, I don't know, like random, random, uh, uh, random, lame kind of a title for a movie. <laughs> yeah, it's not the greatest title I've and ever heard. And they don't even really use it that much in the film. Like, I guess it was the name they had of their their little gang or whatever. Yes, it was the name of their little gang. But but they only use it like two or three times. Yes, they they don't they don't yeah. do it a lot. They do it just enough to I um I I just enough to make you give it be make make them able to name the film. Uh, yeah. I guess uh, they don't because they couldn't call it. I guess uh, you know, One-Eyed Willie's Treasure or something because that would give away too much. I guess One-Eyed Willie, One-Eyed Willie. That which that's... I just, I just now realized that's a penis reference. Yes, yes, <laughs> because which, for, which is foreshadowed by the uh, penis breaking off the Greek statue. In, <laughs> yes, it in is the, in their house. By the way, Anne uh, Ramsey is the is the Anne Ramsey, yeah. Yeah, she uh she did a lot of those kind of roles yeah. back in the eighties. Um and T- typecasting, uh, but sometimes, you know, that's gonna She died in nineteen eighty eight at the age of fifteen uh, at the age of fifty nine. She was only fifty nine. She was only fifty nine, yeah. I mean she would have been like fifty I don't know what she would have been. But uh fifty five maybe. Yeah, know. when she made this movie. And then uh She looked 
I hate to say, but she looks 20 years old. She does. She looks like 70, and that <laughs> yeah. might be why she died at age of 59. I don't know. The, I don't the know. William Hartnell thing? She might have yeah. uh, She might have smoked a, a lot. <laughs> a lot of cigarettes. She certainly had the raspy voice. Drank a lot of booze. Yeah. She was nominated for an Oscar in Throw Mama from the Train. I didn't realize in that. In 1988, which is the year she died. So mm-hmm. there he goes. They, see, now, this is difficult because normally Melissa has all this stuff written down ahead of time. Yeah. And so as we're having this conversation, I'm kind of sifting through the IMDb and other sources yeah. to, to come up with the, um, with the, with the, the trivia Did, that Melissa uh, would be providing. I, I do know that the kid who played Chunk, Jeff Cohen, when he grew up, he became, a, I think, an entertainment lawyer. Oh, he, nice. He, he left acting. He did. I don't think he did any other significant roles other than Chunk. Yeah. But then he became like a, a lawyer for other actors. He is basically. a legal representative and actor, according to his bio here on the IMDb. He's also, uh, he's, he is not as, as uh, chunky as he was. Yeah, he uh, kind of like the guy who played uh, Neville Longbottom. Oh, here's a, good, here's a yeah. good bit from him, though. He was the president of the Associated Students of UC Berkeley. Oh, wow. And used to do the truffle shuffle on the sidelines during football games. Nice. <laughs> so, you that, know. Yeah, I, I okay, I, the, uh, one of the t-shirts I've seen that references this movie is Chunk doing the truffle shuffle and, and yelling, I smell ice cream. Yes. Because, you know, fat kid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, but, you know, absolutely. There was no... Yeah. And apparently, not only that, apparently a Jewish fat kid because he made like weird references to. to he did, like, he did like uh, gun gunshot holes the size of matzo balls. <laughs> he says at one point. <laughs> he did. Yeah, he did say something like that. <laughs> I think we should also observe John John Matuzak, who played Slop. Is his name Sloth? Sloth. It's never. Articulated really well in the film, but it's sloth. he's a he's yeah. a former football player. Yeah, I he remember the name John Matusak. Yeah, and he died in 1989. So this film killed a lot of people in the is, 80s. I'm trying to remember. No, no, I'm thinking of Lyle Alzado. No, yeah, who was a a, a, a football player who uh, played a lot of tough guy roles, and and then he died surprisingly young because he his body was all beat to crap by football. Yes. Well, and apparently that happened, John. But he was also in Ice Pirates. So. Oh yes. Okay. Now. Okay. Now I can visualize him. Yeah. Well, he's in a lot of makeup in this. Without film. all the makeup on. Yeah. yeah can, and- can I just say for 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 uh, well uh, a digression here that the character of Sloth kind of bothered me. <laughs> did it really? Why did it bother you? It just. It... Birth defect. Apparently, apparently mentally retarded. Uh, a human being who's chained up all the time. Yep. And and abused and treated horribly. Yep. And like and, and when he finally gets kind of revealed to the world. The kids have to stop the police from shooting him? Yeah. But I mean at least the kids do. Yeah, no, it just it it it, it was uh you know, it, it, it just it's made me feel kind of icky. Yeah, uh, I can't really disagree that, yeah, I, and I don't really know why Sloth is in the movie at all. I'm not sure, like, the role he played in the story, like, could have been 
I don't know. It could, it could, it could have been played by by a, a not mentally handicapped individual. I think. Yes. You know, or you know, it just seemed really weird and gratuitous. And there, and it's not like they 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 the movie does a whole lot of thing to. Uh, well, I. The movie could have gotten super sappy about, like, look how horribly he's being treated. Yes. Uh, but instead, I think I almost went too far in the other direction of just, like, oh, he's being mistreated. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I, I think, uh, you know, when you look back at this film, the way it treats, you know, Chunk as, yeah. as you know, a stereotype of a fat kid. And, and, and Date is kind of a stereotype of an Asian kid. Yes, he really is. You know, he like, really oh, is. he makes weird inventions. <clears throat> And at the end, what yeah. happens? His dad comes and has a special invention with a camera yes. because they're Asian. Yes. Har, har, hardy, har, har. And Asians take pictures of everything. Har, har, hardy, har, har. Yeah. And, and you know, they, uh, they've got this, this stereotypical Spanish maid who, or Mexican maid who yeah. can't speak any English. So I, I, I have to say that Mouth's grasp of Spanish is remarkable. <laughs> For a kid, for a kid age. his age, he's actually able to translate Spanish into poetry in English, and and uh, you know, like the misleading stuff he tells the maid, like, "Oh, that's where the the torture devices are hidden." <laughs> and then, know, like, he knows yeah. he knows Spanish for torture device. Like, okay. And then there's Robert Davy, yeah, or Davy. I'm I think not it's sure. Davy. Um, and he. He's in a bunch of stuff. He's been in, yeah, I mean, he's been in a lot of things. Uh, he is a jazz vocalist, by the way, in that addition to being an singing actor. Opera so well. Yes, he. Oh, and, and, and while we were talking about stereotypes, the villains are the Fratellis. And gee, do you think they could have been more clearly Italian? I don't know. I think it was a little unclear, perhaps, <laughs> that. Uh, it, it, <laughs> <laughs> Argumentative singing opera at random points for no reason. Yes, yes, <laughs> in, in Italian. In Italian. But uh, yeah, it's, interestingly, we didn't meant to talk about Davy too much, and we just saw him a couple of episodes ago in Die Hard. Uh, oh yeah, when he's one of the one of the, he's Special Agent Johnson, no, the other one, um, <laughs> and uh, he was also in uh, License to Kill, which is the is it the Bond film with yeah, is he the villain in that? Yes, yeah, it's the Timothy Dalton Bond film we did not watch as part yeah. of our Bond series. Uh, he was also a villain, if I remember correct. No, I'm sorry, I was thinking he was a villain in one of the uh Jack Ryan films, but that he that often plays uh Hispanic or Italian characters. Although, yes, I'm not entirely sure what his actual ethnicity is, but well, he was he was born in Queens, okay, so that's what I can tell you about that. Uh, he is very tall, six foot two inches. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's, I mean, that's not very tall, yeah, but that's taller well, than well, me. Well, you know, total side note here. The, yesterday I found out James Comey is six foot eight. Oh, wow. <laughs> the former director of the CIA is six eight. Wow. And I was like, what? <laughs> wow. And he also, uh, Davey was also, of course, in Showgirls. Oh, so, well, who wasn't? <laughs> The, um, the, the the connections with showgirls are really bizarre sometimes. Yeah, it 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 is fascinating. So I mean, it, it's a really fascinating group. You know, you figure, you know, Sean Astin. You know, the yeah. dude was Samwise Gamgee, and he gets a start in this film. And you know, this is um, I, I, without 
getting too heavy into spoiler territory, he also has a very significant role in the second season of Stranger Things. Oh, Sean Astin, and he's kind and 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 Stranger Things is basically eighties nostalgia. It's eighties nostalgia. It's like you know the the kids who grew up on movies like The Goonies, and and are very nostalgic for that, but but want like a modern darker kind of take on it. Yeah. I guess, you know, that's, uh, that's, uh, I think accurate. And, uh, you know, so it's kind of, kind of amazing that he was cast there. I have not yet seen Stranger Things 2. Yeah. Uh, that is on my, my to-do list, but I'm not doing it right now. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, he does go, he went on to be, to be Samwise Gamgee in, in The Fellowship of the Ring of and, and The Two Towers and The Return of the King, which, uh, you know, pretty, pretty notable mm-hmm. career, career trajectory for him. Josh Brolin has gone on, been nominated for a few Oscars. He's, uh... He's an A-lister. Isn't he going to be Thanos in, uh, is it Josh Brolin who's Thanos? I or? don't, you know, I, now, I, I, now I, I got to look it up. I've been kind of, uh, I got to look it up again. Not, not hanging on every word of like the Marvel movies lately, just because I, I, it, it just gets overwhelmed. Yes, he is Thanos. He's he Thanos, Thanos. in Infinity, Infinity War and then in, uh, well, basically all and the others. he's, other. uh, the, uh, um, 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 um. Police guy in uh, Inherent Vice. Yep, which uh, I absolutely loved. He was that he was movie. The, and I loved him in it. it was he was the the killer in Milk. Yeah, uh, he was in No Country for Old Men. Uh, uh, somewhat uh, regretfully, he was Jonah Hex. <laughs> yeah, that well. Yeah, we'll try not to <laughs> try not to really. Hold that against him if we can, if we can help. But everyone's got a Jonah Hex in their in their <laughs> resume somewhere. Yes, and Josh Brolin has exactly that uh, in his in his resume. He was also in Men in Black Three as young Agent K, That's and right. he's yeah. excellent, excellent. I still in haven't that. seen Men in Black Three. Uh, Men in Black Three is better than Men in Black Two. I'll, I'll That's say what that. I, That's what I've heard. Yeah, I'll and, say that for and, it, it. That means it's for sure. Seeing. Yeah. To, uh, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I just uh, some really impressive names that that have seen a lot of work since then. Joe Pent- Pentaliano obviously has had a long and storied career. So uh, he was uh, the turncoat guy in the Matrix. Yes, yeah, among many other roles. He was also in uh, Bound, which is another Wachowski mm-hmm. siblings movie, and he's in. Uh, Wachowski sisters, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think they just call themselves the Wachowskis now. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's also in Sense Eight. Yes, which is uh, another Wachowskis uh, joint. Yes. Again, I've seen season one, but not season two of yeah. Sense Eight. And season two is the last season of Sense Eight. So yeah, they're gonna they're gonna do a um, they're gonna make like a, a a two hour movie to kind of wrap up the loose ends. Which you know, which which uh, there I believe there'll be. More than a couple. More than a couple. Because I've I've got like two episodes left of season two on that. So and there's a lot left. Yeah, it, it's hard to see how it's going to get very resolved <laughs> in two episodes. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, so I mean, that's that's uh, um, some interesting tidbits there. The I looked through the 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 only the only really fascinating piece of trivia I found about this film. Actually, there were a lot, but the one that that just stuck with me is the uh, the ship 
yeah. for for the for the final set piece was a full size pirate ship. They yeah. built that set, uh, including all you know all the water. Yeah. And everything like that. And they didn't let the kids see it until they shot the scene where the kids see it. Oh, yeah. So the, the reaction the kids have when they, like, step out of the cave and see the pirate ship is actually genuine. They did that with the uh, the chocolate room scene in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. It's it's a good way to get a good— They, uh, they like, just did not let the kids know it was there until they opened the door and they're like— eh. It's a good way to get a genuine action yeah, yeah. A reaction out of child actors. Mm-hmm. However, in reading about it, one thing that I discovered, there are a couple of, of interesting notes about this film in terms of memor- memorabilia. Apparently, when the film was completed, the ship was offered to anybody who would take it huh. for free. And nobody took it, so it was destroyed. Oh. I know. Isn't that the worst thing, worst piece of information you've ever heard? You're like, oh, I, there's this considering great— Considering I literally have no place to put a pirate ship. Well, I don't have any place <laughs> to put a pirate ship either, but I'd probably try to figure it out. If I, if I knew I could get yeah, a pirate yeah, ship— there'd be some coastal town that would just, like, have it towed you'd, into their you'd port You'd think there'd be some wealthy yeah. Hollywood somebody. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised Spielberg wasn't like, well, I got to— Gigantic house with a gigantic His backyard. Owns everything else. Why doesn't he put like, a pirate ship? You know, I'm 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 planning on having kids. Why why can't I have a, a big pirate ship playground for my kids in the backyard? The other uh, interesting prop note is that Sean Astin apparently kept the treasure map. Neat prop. Uh, but one day his mom was cleaning out the house and thought it was just a crumpled up piece of paper and threw it away. Ah. <laughs> I know. Oh God, that <laughs> so, hurts. I know. It's just this, this. Oh, this amazing piece of movie memorabilia oh. gone because mom didn't ask her kid. Hey, oh. honey, is this a prop from oh, your, oh, one of your movies? Which brings up another weird thing. They 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 find uh, Chester Copperpot. Was that his name? Like the body of like the guy, yes. the explorer who's trying to find this treasure in the thirties. Really close to Oswald Cobblepot. Really but close, not quite. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and. Going through his stuff, they find a Lou Gehrig baseball card. Signed. And signed Lou Gehrig baseball card, and like they just kind of stick it in with their stuff, and it's never brought up again. It's never brought up again. And according and I, to- and I was, I, I, and you know, when I saw that, I'm like, oh, they're going to lose all the treasure, but they'll have a signed Lou Gehrig card, which is going to be worth thousands of dollars. It, it is actually worth $275,000. Good uh, Lord. That's. Even you know, more than I was expecting. It, well, it's a, I mean, there aren't that many signed Lou Gehrig yeah. baseball cards out there. So, uh, but, <laughs> yeah. But, like, good Lord, what a crazily valuable thing to just randomly find. Uh, yes. That is kind of amazing that they they just kind of gloss over that. There also, I mean, there was a scene that they shot with a giant octopus. So, at the end of the movie, when... They, they mentioned an octopus. The, and they're like, what was your favorite thing about all this? And the one kid's like, fighting the giant octopus. There was, in fact, a scene okay. in which they fought the giant octopus and they decided to leave it in, even though they, they didn't. I, I assume the, that, His statement in. Yeah, you know, I, I thought that was like one of, because yeah, Chunk has this reputation in the film as, as the kid who who cries wolf and tells tall stories and things. But I think it was Data who actually mentioned the giant octopus. And I remember, yes, I remember kind of blinking and going like, wait, what? I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't, there wasn't a giant octopus <laughs> that I, I can recall, but. A lot hmm, of skeletons. There were a lot of skeletons. A lot of, a lot which of. Which caused, elicited a lot of screams. A lot of giant stones and, and water and a, and a flume ride. Yes. 
Well, I, I, uh, water slide, yeah. I think it's important to note that uh, water slide, early water slide technology was developed by pirates. <laughs> and uh, so it makes sense that in a giant booby-trapped cave, there would be a water slide if it was developed by pirates. It, it does make me wonder, like, what, what the scenario One-Eyed Willie was going through here. He builds... All these, this old map and all these elaborate traps through this cave and everything. And then to get into the pirate ship that's enclosed in a cave, but they're all dead sitting in the pirate ship around the table. And I'm like, wait, how did, <laughs> how did the map get out? How got, did the, yeah, who got, yeah. Where, how, did the, how, did, how did he manage to get the map to the outside world? Why is there world? a map? <laughs> because if they were in there trapped and dying or whatever. It seems like the map would be, you know, yeah. in there with them. Because it, lo- it looks like they, they all, uh, I think what they were trying to establish was like the pirates are all there with the treasure and they had a disagreement about who would get which share of the treasure and just they all killed each other and killed each other yes yeah. it's like the beginning of the Pirates of the Caribbean ride yeah. with all the skeletons that that clearly are a pirate who have all killed each other mm-hmm. so uh, I don't know um, any <laughs> so I do I do have a final thought about the pirate ship um, but uh, we should do our final thoughts and uh, and and then and then we'll move on and you know the funny thing is I don't have Melissa here so I don't know what our next movie is so. yeah we do. So this is a very unusual podcast in many ways yeah, in that um, I don't know what to tell you we're doing next, but I'm sure it will be a, yeah. a, a lovely, wonderful film. At some point, uh, well, well, this was originally the plan for this podcast was it was going to be Schindler's List. I know. Because I haven't to, seen Schindler's we List should yet. We should follow this up with Schindler's List. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But, uh, but, I'm going to uh, say we, our, our next film is going to be <laughs> Kelvin again with Schindler's List. Because it's a perfect companion piece <laughs> to the Goonies. It's another Spielberg movie. It is a Spielberg movie, and I can't figure that, well, there are Jews in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's there, another connection. Yeah. But but yeah, we're, the, the original plan was that we were going to do Schindler's List, and our original scheduled date was after Melissa and I were getting back uh, from B-Fest in Chicago, which is a, a marathon of crazy, terrible, you know, bad genre movies. And it was just, and, and, and the, you know, it would have been like the day we came back, we would have watched Schindler's List, and I was just like, you know what? <laughs> I am not going to be able to watch Schindler's List after this weekend. So then we changed it to Goonies, but you still weren't. And, but then, then we realized we are way too tired. Yeah. to be able to do this. I thought it was a crazy plan, but I'm like, I'm not the one that's been at Beef Fest yeah, all weekend. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Melissa makes crazy plans. She does. <laughs> and uh, and then you know we we moved the Goonies to this night, and then Melissa wound up being ill. Right, so maybe so, I don't know if the next one's going to be Schindler's List. We all we'll figure that out. But, but anyway, yeah, at some point in the future, I think I'll be back doing Schindler's List. That that is true. Yes. So is that your? That's I guess your final thought is that that or, or did you have a different final uh, thought about just Goonies? Just that I I I would recommend you know uh, parents show this to their ten to twelve year old kids. Except I I'm hesitant because of the sloth character. Yeah, you need to. I think you need to have that conversation. I was gonna. Yeah. Uh, my final thought is to observe. Um, according to salvage law, <laughs> whoever removes <laughs> treasure from a uh, from a salvage first actually has rights to the salvage. Mm-hmm. So Mikey, because he's the one that carried the gems off the 
off the pirate yeah. ship in his in his marble bag has the rights to salvage and i'm pretty sure that um any any reasonably yeah reasonably designed boat that was used in the 1980s could catch that ship yeah so i'm just saying i think between the gems which ought to be enough to pay for the house or however that foreclosure yeah. thing was working um yeah they're, they're building they're building a golf course. Well, I don't understand how that's going to work. Yeah. Because if the the parents have to, so their house is being foreclosed, I assume that's some sort of eminent domain thing. And I don't know how eminent domain would get changed by the fact that they now have a bunch of perfectly cut gems that are clearly, I mean, they're, I they're worth a lot of money. What they were, I, I think what was going on was like the rich guy had just like, somehow raised everyone's rent and or mortgage to the point that no one could pay it anymore. Oh, to get right. them off the land so he could just But the seize point it is and... that the point is now they have enough money. But it's like this seaside hilly town. And I'm like why would you build a golf course there? It seems like a bad spot for a golf course, yeah. but you know Pebble Beach is built in well, the same kind yeah, of place. So that's true. Um, but the point is that Mikey, if anybody catches that boat, don't overthink this movie, which I have to think that somebody would, every bit of treasure that's on that boat belongs to him by right of salvage law. Uh, and I think that it uh, is kind of weird how they just let the boat kind of drift off to sea and they kind of wave bye-bye to it. Yeah. And that's, that's a little odd. And then the the, the other thing that I think is important that we observe is the son of the dude who's going to build the golf course Mm -hmm. should be arrested for attempted murder for that gimmick, that trick that he plays with the bicycle. God, yeah. Uh, I mean, absolutely. That was, a, that was a severe dick move. Yeah. I mean, beyond beyond regular 80s bully dick move. Yeah, that's that was, well, yeah, I mean, and uh, the Josh Brolin character goes flying off. And technically, the, I would think. the kid's bike goes flying off some. But, he's, but on the other hand, his character is a bicycle thief, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, I know. I, it all evens out. So, so just desserts. <laughs> yeah. So steal a little girl's bike, go flying off a cliff to your death. Fine. Okay. So I, I hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode of this unusual episode of a real education, in which uh, Melissa was not here, and we don't yeah. know what we're going to do next. But no. uh, Kelvin, thanks so much for joining me. Oh, I, I have enjoyed it. Thank to you. watch the Goonies, we have. Uh, I got another one off my list. That's you, cool. You've yeah. ticked. You've ticked that off your list. It is a. It is a, a really. I don't think it ages well. I think no. I think uh, I think it is is more of a product of its time than some other great how 80s many, films. How many kids films do age well? That is that is kind of kind I mean, of all, true. The only one that really leaps to mind is Wizard of Oz. It does. Uh, there's there's got to be others. I mean, any, any number of Disney a lot things. of animated films yeah. do do tend to age well, but live action doesn't feel as well yeah. like it does as well. But I think it's still for for under I would think under fifteen. Mm-hmm. This movie I think still would probably would probably play really well. Yeah. Um. But there are a few problematic. Yeah points in it so uh thanks for listening and uh, we are gonna sign off we will uh watch some movie next time <laughs> bye see ya we hope you enjoyed our film fixation we'll see you next time on a real education Dee-dee.